Ladies and gentlemen, people of all ages, witches and werewolves and the honey badger, we're back with episode 11. This is episode 11 of The Modern Recordist, my podcast where we talk about um, being a creative visionary and sit down and chat with folks about art, creativity, musicianship, hanging around with friends and family around Nashville. This is the show, episode 11. We've already done... 10 episodes of the show, and we're back with episode 11. Today, I've got John Condit on the show of the band The Inscape, killer rock hey band around around Nashville. Thanks for coming in, man, and hanging Absolutely. out. This, Stoked uh, this to be week. here. Yeah, this is awesome. So, The Modern Recordist, it's, a, it's been an awesome experiment and experience so far. Lots of fun. This is it. We're trucking on. Thanks for uh, thanks for hanging out with us and uh, doing the thing. Stay subscribed in iTunes. Make sure you do that. And uh, we're just going to get right into it today. Um, John's got a song for us. Shall we? Here we go. I feel like this is appropriate. I feel like it's still early in the day. Well, I'll play this one. Uh, this is a song called Keep the Faith. Seize the day and just keep. 
Booyah. Yeah. Right on, man. Awesome song. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I like that one. Um, so uh, is that uh, is that a new newer newer? Yeah, that's track? a that's a new song. It'll it'll be on the new album I got coming cool, out. Cool, man. Yeah, and, uh, awesome. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, my my previous albums have been a lot more. I don't know, heavy, straightforward kind of psychedelic rock. Uh-huh. And, and I've I've recently maybe it's maybe it's living in Nashville. Yeah. You know, I like really been embracing like writing a good song and a good cool. tune. And, yeah. And you know, probably working at the Bluebird yeah. Cafe that that has something to do with it. Yeah. Seeing all these great songs. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a really killer experience, man. Like the Bluebird. So, um, I you know, I grew up in Nashville, and um, the Bluebird's always been kind of like this Nashville staple, this thing that's just a it's it's like an institution. Yeah. And, and um, as far as I can remember, it's always been that, and people come. It's always been a thing where like musicians and songwriters and stuff come to like make it, you know, and it's like kind of like part of the um, the thing in the scene that's always been sort of a component of them like launching their career and coming into and like, you know, and it, there's a definitely like a, a, a real, it's a very significant part of every songwriter's success story. And it's just always it's it's interesting because yeah, I, it's always been that way. I grew up yeah. in Nashville. It's always been that you know, and people just coming from everywhere. Oh yeah, and it's like literally just maybe. Uh, I, I like to say it's right next door to my house. I mean, it's not literally next door, but I could easily walk to it from yeah. like where I live. But yet, I've only been in the Bluebird. I think twice. It's tough to get in, man. Yeah, it's very, it's very <laughs> interesting. It's really, it's kind of a funny, funny, hilarious thing. But um, yeah, man, um, talk about that for a minute. You know, just like well, I mean, at at one time, you know, it it definitely had that more of like a songwriter mecca, mm-hmm. and it it still is to a lot of people. Uh, I I think you know the double edged sword about it is. And, you know, hopefully none of my bosses hear this this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but now because of the the television show, it right, it's half you know half over half the crowd. You know, they've never been there before. Right, they, they don't even know what it is. Yeah, they just they just know it's on TV. Right. and they gotta go there. Sure, yeah. That's 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 another interesting thing because like okay, so the Bluebird has always been this like establishment, this thing, this famous thing, but. It's always kind of been, I guess, more a thing for people who have this dream of making music and oh, coming yeah. to Nashville and doing. But now, because of the show, it's 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 just like it's exploded into a whole new. Because you, it, I, yeah, it, it's, it's it's almost different. like yeah, it's 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 a whole nother. It's insane. Like, well, and, yeah, I mean, yeah. I work the one of the I I sign up people for the open mic, mm-hmm. and I I deal with the open mic a lot, and uh, you know, a lot of times it's. You know, and all the all the power to these people, you know. But it's it's like, hey, my name's so and so. I'm from blank nowhere, and mm-hmm. you know, like I'm I moved here on Friday, and I'm sleeping in my car. Yeah, and I'm, I'm here to make it. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, man, like, or you know, I get phone calls about, you know, so how often do like record execs hang out there mm-hmm. looking for people? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you well, know, not as much as you think, right? You know, they can't get seats. <laughs> sure, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, but at the same time, every once in a while, because I got a, a friend, he's actually been a guest on the show. He's actually, it was our, uh, 
He was our first guest on the show, Paul Sykes. He's a, uh-huh. uh, a, I don't know if you know him, but... I know that name. Okay, he's a songwriter in town. He plays the Bluebird um, fairly often, and... Um, that's, okay, that's, I see his name, I'm sure. Yeah, and, and so, so he was playing, and Hoda Kotb from the Today Show happened to be in the crowd, and she was, like, here on vacation, and just, like, f- filmed on the... Uh, the song she was like this is amazing so she just like filmed it on her iphone and then like got back to oh you know what i think i was there oh is that right <laughs> yeah, oh right on that's cool that. yeah that's really it's a, it was a really cool story because you know then like the following monday or something um it somebody one of our friends messaged him like paul like uh oh yeah they wanted the and then they show. brought him on the show yeah yeah that, okay i know who you're yeah, talking about yeah, yeah yeah so stuff like that happens you oh, know it, it yeah, still does absolutely yeah, yeah yeah and and you know it's i you not like I don't mean to discredit it. It is a magical place, and and but you know it it is kind of that double edged sword now mm-hmm. of like being a tourist attraction, yeah, and then also still, you know, harvesting right new talent and songwriters and but it, but it's awesome. Like ASCAP does you know shows there mm-hmm. where they they bring in you know young songwriters. You know John Tuminello, He's he's a great guy. He works for ASCAP. He has Music City unsigned. Mm-hmm. Brings people in. They do a show. Mm-hmm. Like, and I've had my my friend, great songwriter in town, Jordan Hole, mm-hmm. play there, and and it's super cool when when you can get the locals in there, yeah, because the crowd has all these new faces, yeah. who are just hungry for music, yeah. yeah, yeah, and and it's awesome. They sit there and they they're attentive and they listen and and they just they eat it up, they yeah, love it, right. And I I always feel great, you know, when it's like someone I know, and like you know I sell their CD at the front or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just like. Yeah, and what's cool awesome. is like, yeah, there's a whole other, you know, um, people randomly drop in, like um, Dave Grohl was there. Yeah, I uh, met Paul Schaefer. Yeah, right. I think I actually, yeah, I saw a picture of that. That was really, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, now it's just, it's so funny to me because I'm like, this is all literally going on, like, in my backyard. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm like Nicole. Do, Nicole Kidman was there yesterday. Uh-huh. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, she yeah. she had some family in town and they wanted to go. And yeah, they they yeah. sat there and you know it's always kind of fun trying to like sneak the celebrity in. Yeah, it's like how can we how can we get them in so they're comfortable and the rest of the room won't freak out. Right. And so it's always it's always you know she, Nicole got seen and, and had to do a couple autographs. But oh, is that right? But it was yeah. It it's was funny, fine. man. Like you know, Nashville's kind of turning into its own little Hollywood. You know, it's like a whole other kind of. It is, and know. I, I really, you know, with all the construction and yeah. the the regentrification going on, I, I hope that you know, especially in the music community, it doesn't lose, it doesn't lose what. Yeah that magic that brought us to right. Nashville and sure. like, and you know, just become an, another LA or like sure. yeah. something like that, yeah. you know? And it's interesting for me cause, and I've talked about this before on the show, but just the, like my perspective growing up uh-huh. in Nashville. So for me, it's like, the, it's gotta I, be devastating uh, a well, little bit. I mean, you know, but I don't want to look at it that way because at the same yeah. time it's, it's, it's exciting. You can, you can, it's two different sort of like, two different sides to it, you know? And yeah. there's the, there's the one sense of like, well, I grew up here and a lot of the stuff, like the, my childhood memories and the nostalgia and, the, and things are like, they're kind of gone. Like uh-huh. either, whether it be buildings that are torn down or just like people who have moved away or other people who have moved in and like the kind of the, um, somewhat of the, the vibe of the city changing a little bit. Mm-hmm. And part of that being like this, I kind of like attached to, 
I guess more or less coming of age and like mm-hmm. coming into a man, like, you know, my childhood is kind of, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a, it's a You've piece grown of history. With the city. Yeah. So, but then at the same, yeah, at the same time, there's like the promise of like, yeah, there's like, you know, Nashville's getting a lot of just national and international attention and like more, it's like on a certain level, like this kind of like validation you yeah. know, that's coming and that before it was always sort of, now it's like, it's like cool, right? Yeah. Whereas before it was always kind of cool, but it was, wasn't necessarily acknowledged yeah. by everybody that way, Yeah, you know? So it's like two different things, and like oh, I like I like that it's it's on the map too, because you know a lot more touring bands are, are coming mm-hmm. through Nashville, yeah. which is great. Yeah, because that that used to bypass it, you know. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. There was um there was different venues that came and went, and because of that, it, yeah. it ended up a lot of bands decided to not stop here mm-hmm. because of the particular there wasn't like a venue that necessarily served their yeah level of um it was either too small or or too big and there wasn't necessarily uh, a venue that yeah. really catered to like where they were and we're getting a little bit more of that but like you oh, know yeah. when um when starwood went away which was a huge venue but and also um uptown mix and then we used to do there was um national river national river stages i think um, and it went away for a while. Dancing uh-huh. in the district went away. Some of those things are coming back. Yeah, they're bringing that back. Yeah. Um, and then some other venues moved in. Like you know, three twenty eight went away, but then, uh-huh. uh, but then um, the city hall is now an urban outfit. Yeah, and and yeah, <laughs> and but then uh, uh, Marathon came in and kind uh-huh. of filled that space. Yeah, yeah. So it's cool. Um, I went to my first show at Marathon a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah, I, I I'm almost embarrassed to say it on yeah. air. I know it's been there like. What two years now? Two, two, two and a half, something yeah, like that. Maybe. And I finally yeah. went and saw a show there. Who did cool. you see? I saw Gogo Bordello. Cool. Yeah, buddy. Like he texts me. He's like, "Hey, man, you want to go see Gogo Bordello for free?" And I was like, "I'm not doing anything. Yeah, yeah why not? Like, yeah. they're fun." Yeah, I like that venue. It's, it's cool. It's a cool it, venue. It's very wide. Yeah, it's very wide. It's very open, very big and wide. But yeah, yeah I, I I liked it. Yeah, I like that they they made their you know there's like two bars that kind yeah. of separates the crowd a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And uh but yeah, I I think it's cool. Yeah, it's a cool spot. Um I'm a little bummed you can't you can't exit the exit in anymore when you get in. <laughs> Wait, well, well they they built a patio. Oh so yeah. So they, they don't allow any ins and outs. Uh oh you mean like you can't you can't re enter. Yeah. You're saying. Right. Yeah. But I, I think the yeah. irony is funny. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't exit. Oh you mean that <laughs> Oh, it, actually, the exit in the venue. Yeah. You, there's there's now a no reentry policy. Yeah. Oh wow, I haven't been. Uh, that shows you how long I have not been at Exit Inn. I haven't seen a show there in a while, uh-huh. so I didn't even know that. Oh yeah, they, it's it's all right. You know, yeah, your yeah. beer's too expensive. Is it? Yeah. If you're <laughs> listening, to Exit Inn, you need cheaper beer. I'm sorry, but it was nice going to Corner Pub. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, saw some. I've seen some really awesome shows at Exit Inn. I saw. Yeah. I saw. Um, uh, uh, Death Cab before, like when they put out Transatlanticism right before, like oh, wow, they, that's they, cool. You know, got on on major and um and it was a really awesome show. I saw. When I was in, I've seen Self play there twice. But oh, when wow. I was in, when I was in, uh, it was like a freshman in college. The original Self, like, do you remember that record they put out, Gizmodery, where they made it was all. I'm um, not, I'm not too familiar with them. And you might want to get closer oh, to sorry, that yeah. to that mic. We it, can, you can move it closer to yeah, you if good. you want. But it's just sometimes these things you got to kind of get your mouth right up in. Oh yeah, no, to, I know. So that it will pick up. 
Um, but yeah, Self, they put this, I think it was like in 2000, they put out this record called Gizmondery that was a really interesting record where they like used all toy instruments. Oh, wow. And they cool. did a cover, I think a Doobie Brothers cover. They did a, they did a Glenn, no, they did a, they covered two, I was going to say they covered Glenn Danzig, but they didn't cover him. They meant, they referenced him in a, in a song. Um, but anyway, it was an awesome record, and then they performed it all that way live at wow. Exit In. I remember it was one of the best shows I ever, ever saw. So, oh, that's so cool! Yeah, um, and that was the original self. Now that I think that it's like a different sort of a different lineup. Sadly, Matt Mahaffey's brother passed away, and so they, you know, it's like sort of a different lineup. But mm-hmm. back then, it was some great shows. I think for both shows, I, I think I had a fever. I was sick, but I was like, <laughs> I'm going to the show. I'm going to the show. It's terrible. It's like I feel awful, but I'm going. Like, <laughs> you know. I'm glad I did. So, yeah, Exit In's a cool spot. Um, um, yeah, there's like we need a we need more venue. We need a new venue. Well, I guess there's the basement east. I haven't been over. there. I haven't been over there. I, yeah. I haven't either. Right? Yeah, I've seen pictures. It it looks really awesome. I've heard it's yeah. really awesome. And they've had they've already it looks it definitely looks awesome. It looks like it's a because the original basement's a little bit of a smaller intimate venue. This one looks like it might be a little bit bigger. Yeah, I think it's like. Maybe about like three hundred okay. or so. It's yeah, it's a good size. That's cool. And they've and they've and I um I follow. I think it's called Nashville Music Life. It's an Instagram account. Uh huh. And they, you know, have what's going on. Like yeah. this show and this show and this show. And um and they I've I've seen them post some pictures and it seems like they're pulling in some like yeah pretty killer yeah I bought tickets for Mute Math. There. Oh really? Yeah, Mute Math. Okay, they're playing two nights. Oh right on. Yeah, and I. I jumped on that real quick. It yeah. sold out in like minutes. Yeah, that's killer. Wow. Yeah, and it's now, actually this is making me think. There's also there's the um, there's the um, that new amphitheater that they're building down there, like right behind the listening room. Oh yeah. And they're 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 already booked out like a ton of awesome shows. There. So that's like a, another yeah Marilyn Manson. It, the Marilyn Smashing Manson with the Smashing Pumpkins. Okay, dude, I am like I'm I'm bummed about that because I have not missed the Smashing Pumpkins uh, like the Smashing Pumpkins for the last twenty years that they've been coming to Nashville. Yeah. I have not missed a show, and I'm going to miss that one. Oh, the man. first Pumpkins show I've missed in 20 years. Yeah, I'm going to go. They're my favorite band. Like, that's Dude, they're like, awesome. Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah. And so I've just always been a big fan of Billy Corgan. I've always wanted to see um, Marilyn Manson live. Uh-huh. I think he does. I, I'm into what he does. It's cool. You know, it's it, some people, it's not for them, but I whatever. bet he puts on a hell of a show. Oh, he does. Know? And, like, I've seen before, like, um, some video footage of just different live shows and he and there's like a lot of times like he'll have cameos of other like johnny depp comes out sometimes oh really wow. like will appear on stage and like jam on guitar and stuff interesting stuff happens you know see so like th- that's the cool thing about uh marilyn manson show is like there's an element of like surprise that's and cool. cool stuff like that so but that venue there, there's going to be a whole slew of amazing shows and it's a it's a it seems like it's another one of those like venues that services that particular type of mm-hmm. um it's a little bit it's not like a, a ma- massive arena but it's yeah. it's not like a it's not it's i don't know it's probably like a maybe a three two to three thousand capacity spot maybe or something. even five I, yeah i don't know so it's cool to like have that i'm interested to see how the uh the parking pans out i know yeah <laughs> the parking in nashville that talk about like things becoming like changing and like new construction and the elephant yeah, like all these parking lots are turning into buildings yeah yeah <laughs> Parking lots are turning into buildings, and like it's, and then companies are coming in, and like used to. I mean, it was I remember ten, fifteen. Growing up, you could go downtown parking anywhere for free. Yeah, like you could. Now you can't do that. Yeah, it's like, oh, I played a show at uh, Acme Feed and See. Uh huh. 
man, this was probably like a year ago, but I, I just remember so vividly, like I couldn't park anywhere. Yeah. So I had to pay like 15 bucks yeah. and then schlep all my gear yeah. you know, yeah. to a parking garage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like, oh, it was like, man, this yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah, I know. Change, the na- this is definitely an indication that Nashville's changing. Yeah, they, you know, the Acme is nice, though. You know, they'll, they'll give you a bar tab. So. Oh, is that right? That's <laughs> yeah, cool. It's, I it's like that right. spot. Yeah. I like that spot. It's cool. Yeah, so there's a I lot like of... I they're there, doing. There is a cool... There's there's some new music venues. That, there was probably mm-hmm. eight-ish years, maybe not quite eight, but there was a little slump there for a minute uh-huh. where like the, a lot of music venues kind of went away and yeah. then there was kind of the lack of vision in that. I actually was... I remember in um, around... I think it was maybe in around 2011 or 12, I was having some meetings with... It was actually a restaurant group mm-hmm. that, that owns some restaurants in town. And um, I was having some meetings with them because they owned a space, but it wasn't being, it was a huge, like a um, 50,000 square feet or something. Wow. Area, right? And it was just this like warehouse that was like, it, it was just, they were using it for like, there was nothing. It was like some restaurant equipment storage and just other than that it was just, it was uh-huh. like nothing. And so it was me and some guys were meeting with them and pitching them on like what it could be turned into. And ultimately that didn't um, pan out. But um, but at the time, that was during the time when like there yeah. was a lot of people who, there was a, a need for that. And there was a lot of, there just wasn't people yeah. focusing on what can we do in that totally. sort of like that need for Nashville. And now in the last handful of years, people have done come uh-huh. in and done that. And have and the people that have have had a great vision for yeah. it, you know, and pulled, pulled together some really cool stuff. So, Absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited about Nashville like reviving and getting like, m- like you said, more people coming through here that yeah. previously had decided, nah, I, that market's not worth me dropping in on. Yeah. I think that that's going to change now. It's going to be really cool and exciting. Well, yeah, on that sub, one of my things that i'm trying to help with i'm not i wouldn't i'm not gonna say do you know Mm -hmm. help help with is like uh you know bringing um nashville more of you know bringing the psychedelic music to to light here in nashville yeah the scene is very small yeah um but i just being the psych fan i am i I love it when these bands come through and yeah i i want them you know, to make Nashville a, a regular stop on yeah. their schedule, and and you and I uh, really resonate with that because I, you yeah, know, I'm a, I'm a fan of that sort of like the psych thing, the shoegaze thing, the sort of, you know, even like the post punk thing, so stuff in that realm, and like it's not it's not like super prevalent yeah. in Nashville. There is a presence, but it's not super prevalent. And but then, yeah, people like you know, like you and the Inscape and a few other bands like that. There's um there, I've there's been some you know, in the last handful of years, some amazing local bands have come out just like doing some really yeah, killer I mean, psych stuff. The Paperhead played Austin Psych Fest this year. That's killer. I guess now it's called Levitation. But Okay. Um but yeah, I mean that was cool. They're you know, Nashville's crowd is repping it. Yeah. And um but I you know, I will say um one thing I'm I'm trying to start, I actually sent the first email out this week is um so in in Austin, Texas, there is a organization called the Reverb Appreciation Society. Okay, uh, they they curate Austin Psych Fest. Okay, um, you know numerous shows around Austin, and um, all these psychedelic bands, you know, around the country, throughout the world, they have affiliated with it in some way. You know, whether it's 
you know, Austin Psychfest booking these bands from China and Japan that have never been to America. Oh, cool. And, you know, really like trying to establish psychedelic music scene. And so I I sent an email out to the bands that I know of and mm-hmm. I, I want to start something here in Nashville called um like the Nashville Psych Alliance. Cool. You know, where where, you know, would maybe, you know, bi monthly, like, you know, all the the psych bands in town get together at a bar and just talk shop yeah. and oh yeah cool That'd you know maybe cool. we'll curate two shows a year yeah um really highlighting you know nashville psychedelic music and cool and and i i phrased it with these bands you know with the city growing you know there's there's more people coming into town and, yeah and i think it would be important for us to kind of you know all band together sure. and like you know establish this scene sure and you know spread some weirdness <laughs> absolutely i'm totally down with that that's awesome i love it and i would love to talk about you follow up with you and talk about you know how i could support and be involved in that absolutely you know i'd, I'd be really compelled to, to participate in that it'd be cool yeah i sent an email out um so i next week i i said let's meet at this bar and so i'm kind of curious just to see who will show up yeah i've gotten a few responses and Cool. I don't know who's read it and yeah. maybe gone like ah, I don't I don't yeah. know about this. Or, yeah, yeah, right. That's so cool. so we'll see. I'm I'm curious. Cool. You know the people are maybe like you know who's this John Condit guy? Yeah, like, right. Yeah. You know who does he think he is? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but you might be surprised. A lot, some some cool people. I'm like hoping some, so. Might get a good response. Like, yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, awesome. I, I think it needs it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that's, we can you know we can have some fun with it. Like, sure. That's what it's all about. You got to keep. You got to keep it fun. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, there's. I I just have all these different ideas of like poster campaigns we could do, and like, it you know really kind of just like freaking people out in town and going yeah. like, yeah, we are in the south, but like, you know, if if you want Nashville to grow, like, you know, there's gonna be some hippies and some yeah, weirdness sure. and like. Yeah. And, and I, you know, in Nashville, like there is, you can, you can find a really, oh yeah. I think that, you know, and I talk about, because this kind of ties in a little bit, like, so I've gotten in the last couple of years, I've gotten into this lifestyle of, um, local farmers uh-huh. and getting all, like all my food from there and like kind of getting in, and which lends to getting like, just kind of getting into a whole sort of like different sort of subculture and scene Absolutely. around. And there's, you know, there's some more kind of like. Um, hippie-ish kind of folks in yeah. that scene a little bit and stuff. And and um, through meeting a lot of these people and meeting um, uh, the farmers that, yeah. you know, and, and talking to them about some of these guys who just like really think on a, on a you know, a big level and, and, and they have this really broad, deep vision that can create. It's not just about, you think about farming and you just kind of think about a guy working the field, but these people have this, they have a vision oh, yeah. for like affecting positive change in the world through, you know, yeah. health and wellness and doing it through nutrition. It's like, there's a lot that goes into it. But oh yeah. I, I have, I have a l- friend. She's really into herbalism Yeah, and uh, making like tinctures and yeah. Yeah. She, she made one for me. I, I like it. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. You know, maybe, yeah. maybe some of it's like the psychology. You yeah. Know? You're like, right. this has to be good. So it'll right. make sure. you feel better. Sure. But, uh, it's important. I, did you see the, Neil Young posted this video the other day. I think I've seen this. Yeah, go yeah, ahead though. Yeah, about like um, you know farmers and like seed. Oh, I didn't see that, but I did see the like what was he called? He called the song about uh, Starbucks. 
It wasn't Starbucks. It was it was a he he did this clever thing about rock Starbucks, rock Starbucks or something. I think is what like the song was, and he was it was like it was basically a song about bringing awareness to Monsanto and what they're doing. Yeah, you know, and like bigger companies that like like Starbucks is like I don't know. He, he was kind of doing it in this clever way that uh-huh. was like not not really necessarily blatantly calling out Starbucks, but then kind of blatantly calling out Starbucks and, and then, and he blatantly called out Monsanto and what they're doing. Well, but yeah, it was, yeah. it was interesting. It, yeah. One thing it said on, on that was like 90% of farmers seed is Monsanto made yep. now. And yeah. And the farmers that, that actually cultivate their own seed and, and, you know, clean it and, and preserve it. It's it's becoming almost illegal. Like yeah, they're they, getting sued. Yes, it's incredible. There's a there's a I think it was Food Inc. It might have been. Food, it was a documentary. I can't remember which one it was, but they they had a whole segment in the documentary. They probably spent fifteen minutes talking about that, interviewing this guy yeah. who um who was doing that, and somehow or another, Monsanto came into the community, yeah, sued him, shut him down, so he couldn't do that, yeah, and then forced everybody in the community to use their seed. Yeah, yeah. It's, it yeah. doesn't make sense, you yeah. know. It's like, yeah. it's, you know, especially living in Tennessee, like, you know, it's such fertile land here, and like, you know, the food that it gets grown here is so great. You yeah. go to the farmers market, and it's just like you want to buy everything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but it's that's important, you know. Yeah, the the microcosm, right? You, and that's what I was gonna say is that you know you when you think about that kind of lifestyle, a lot like just in the taking sort of like a general consensus of the whole country, a lot of people will think, oh, you know, like California, and there's certain pockets. But yeah. a lot of times people don't think about it, it, it. Tennessee or Nashville is kind of like not on the radar. But the thing, what's crazy is it's Nash, Nashville is one of the bigger pockets for all that stuff, uh-huh. you know. And so there's some of these guys who are like bigger thought leaders in those, you know, they might have like a, um, like a, some guys are, they do these podcasts that are pretty well known. Mm-hmm. There's some guys and, um, but um, while there's a little bit of attention on, on like Nashville and Tennessee and stuff, um, not as much as, you know, I, I'm excited about Nashville like popping up and getting on their yeah. radar screen. And then like I want because some of them actually the farmer that I was um, one of the farmers that I'm friends with, he was talking about how he t- he reached out to one of these guys. Oh, really? And and he and so now they're like, the guy's going to, hey, you should come up here. I just bought some land. I want you to come up here and consult me on some stuff. And, uh-huh. and it's a great entry point to say dude come down to national and see what's going on here because there's a there's a bit like there's a big movement of like of, yeah. of your particularly your thoughts and information is really resonating in national there's a community being yeah. built around it so it's exciting that's yeah, exciting it's, it's super yeah. cool or yeah you know jackalope brewery they they grow their own hops for some of their oh, beers cool. and, that's awesome yeah it's awesome yeah they, that's good to know actually they post about it and cool. you know harvest it and they'll yeah. try them and do it all that's cool man super cool so yeah man so let's let's kind of circle back around to this you know psychedelic music yeah. and like in that in that arena that you play in because you know I'm, i was thinking about it I was cuz again like that's I'm, i love that stuff right and like a few of the bands in town that are just doing it really well it's always like it's been one of the I've had a few experiences where it's like going to shows kind of one of those things where you like you go to a show and you don't know who all is going to be on the bill uh-huh. and then like you're checking out all the bands and then like some kind of psychedelic band pops on and you're like 
whoa, what is this? And it's just like one of those things where you're like, dude, it's like drop everything that you're doing and pay attention to this. Yeah. And I remember I had that experience with the Enscape and I it was... Um, oh, well, thank, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I remember it was like one of those nights where it was like, okay, it's a Saturday night. I don't, you know, I don't really have any plans. The art crawl is tonight. I'm going to go down and check out the art crawl, go to the art crawl and then meet friends there. And they're like, hey, we're going over to the... I think it was called the Brick Factory at the time. Yeah, yeah. It was in Cummins Station. Yeah, there. I remember. Yeah. So then, okay, cool. I'll go over there. And then it was a cool, like, sort of like basement party there. Yeah, that was the uh, last show at that lineup. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. That was a big night. Yeah. So that's how I discovered you guys. And I remember coming up to you after the show and just being like, dude, wow. Like, because it just, everything to me, everything about the show was really unique. Just the setting, we're in, it's like a, it's not a normal music venue. Uh Your guys' music is really hitting. Like, and, and then you even thought about, like, one of the things that I really, that, that I, really get inspired by is like sort of these DIY shows uh-huh. but then when people do because it's not like a normal music venue so there's not like a lighting installation or anything yeah. but people will do this sort of like really creative makeshift DIY lighting situation which is what you guys going to did it was like yeah we were doing pre- the oil projection yeah that and that was the first people are doing a lot of that a lot of that now but at the time yeah there's weren't. a dig deep light show in in town uh, Brian Miles from the band Totals okay it's kind of his he help start okay and, and so pretty much when totals plays any show dig deep is there doing oils and, cool and it's cool they'll um they even do oils for i guess like a few poetry readings in town and for for what now a few poetry readings oh, cool. and like okay. there's this thing called free form fridays i guess in centennial park okay that they'll do oils for and and it, yeah it's cool so but it you know it's things like that like this the site guys are that we're out there yeah and and it's almost yeah. like even you know you you read the nashville scene sometimes and you know i'll remember so well like they do these write-ups on like the black angels or yeah and it's you know they talk about how much they they love these bands and and then they don't talk about it again it's almost like they're they're like embarrassed or Right, or, something. or 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 just like kind of pay, playing lip service to it. To yeah, you know, and, I mean, I don't want you know. But, but it's in my mind. I I guess I've always gravitated towards psych rock because it's in to me it's the one genre that's constantly pushing the limits of of music and what what we know and love about music. You know, mm-hmm. bringing in elements of Eastern music or yeah, you, you name it. You yeah. know, it's there's really no limits. Yeah. And, it's so cool what a lot of these bands are doing now, and um, and you know on the on the opposite side of that, there's there's just so many of the like garage rock bands that want to play the three chords and yeah, and like it's like a competition of who cares the le- the least, right? Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. That's that is funny. I haven't heard. I haven't really thought about it that way. Yeah, it is. It's a competition of who cares the least. Well, yeah. and it's yeah, I it bug it maybe, and it's like, man, am I taking myself too seriously? Yeah. Like. That's cool. That's a really cool perspective. And then I thought about it that way. Yeah, that is cool. You know, because yeah. I've always, that's a good positive, kind of like a cool way to look at it in turn. It's like, I've always looked at it in this. I don't know why I do this, but sometimes like, oh, that's so contrived or something, uh-huh. you know, and just sort of like, you know, that people like, you know, nobody, nobody's really enjoying or liking this. They're just trying to be ironic or something, yeah. you know, and well, and you know, it, it it comes out in the crowd, too. I mean, how many shows do you go here in town and it's like everyone's just standing there with their yeah, beer and yeah. like their arms are crossed? Yeah. And they're all going, man, I, 
I really don't like that that monitor mix. Yeah. Or like right. Yeah. Or dude, my yeah. my favorite thing is uh, the Inscape got a a review once, and in the review, they said that our guitar tones were too calculated. <laughs> it's like, what is that? What does that even mean? Yeah. Like. And the funny thing about that night is after the show, everyone is like, man, your guitar sounded great. That's and, cool. And we got the write-up, yeah, and it was funny. like, too calculated. It's that's like, funny. And, but, you know, I mean, these touring bands come through, and, like, you know, you pay 20, 30 bucks to go to the show sometimes, and yeah. it's like, no one seems like they're even enjoying themselves. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah. well, why'd you, why'd, you, why'd you pay? I know, it's an interesting <laughs> vibe. It is. It's like, it, it's... It, and it's kind of like, it's kind of like sometimes the vibe is like, okay, don't don't let anybody know that yeah. I'm having fun. Like that's yeah. don't tell anybody that I'm actually having fun. Like don't you know? Yeah, just it's like, like I'm yeah. gonna play a show, but I'm I'm not gonna express yeah how cool this is. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, I'm just yeah. gonna frown. And I'll admit that I've fallen <laughs> I've fallen into that trap uh, too. You know, it's like oh, I mean, I've we've had that dialogue. It. I've actually had that dialogue before of like. Well, I can't be too positive and smile and be really happy because that's not rock and roll. You know what I mean? And it's just like that's ridiculous, man. You know, like you know, like yeah. like you gotta you just like be authentic and be yourself. Like you know, yeah. like you're playing trying to. It's like playing this weird high school game or something. Yeah. And I've done that to myself in the past. It's like get get over that. But it's that's funny. Oh yeah. Well, I, I, I like to feel like the hype man sometimes at yeah. shows. I'm like, yeah, come on, everyone. Yeah. Like, this is awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Let's get into it. That's cool. That's awesome, man. Um, so, uh, yeah, we just probably talk a few more minutes and then, like, maybe gear up. We, we play, Are we play are we t- getting there already? Wow. Yeah, I know. It's flying yeah, by. Yeah, I know. Time it's flies flying by. Fun. But, but um, uh, we got probably a few more minutes before we have to, we should play another song. But I was going to kind of get into the, um, you know, cause I was talking about how I came across the Inscape uh-huh. and like that, that how it, um, it was really inspiring. Uh, just the psychedelic thing really like, you know, um, spoke to me and I'm, I'm a huge fan of that. And so, yeah, I mean, talk about maybe it's kind of talk about maybe the origins, the origins of the Inscape and sort of like your, your, your process as an artist, as it, as it sure. is realized. Well, I mean, way. I I started the Inscape when I was in high school okay. in 2007. Okay. Um, and I, I found the band name. I, I flipped my dictionary to a random page. Okay. And sure enough, like there was that That's word cool. Inscape. And I was like, that really fits for what I'm I'm doing. That's cool. And uh, so the, the word Inscape was derived from the poet Gerard Manley Hopkins. And um, it essentially means uh, the inner essence of a person or object is shown through a form of art. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. I know, right? Like yeah. flipping to that random page yeah. in the dictionary and there's that word. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm now a songwriter. That's what I'm doing. That's like, cool. So that's what I'll call yeah. my thing. Yeah. Because I've always thought, you know, it's my, you know, my parents, you know, be... You know, being parents, they're like, well, why don't you use your name as, as an artist? And I'm like, because yeah. John Condit kind of sounds funny, <laughs> you know? So, like, and I, sometimes the the mysticism is, is fun sure. of having, like, an alias. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, I I don't know. I Songwriting is just, I for me, it's, 
like I, I don't think of music as like, like, oh, I, I'm going to, I want to get signed and I want to make mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. I mean, of, of course, like that would be great. I mean, my best friend from back home just got a three, three album deal, you oh, know, cool. yeah. like he's, he's doing it. Sure. And I'm, I'm so stoked for him and, you know, and, but it's like, I'm just content making music and being able to do my thing. And if people like what I'm doing, all the better. And the Inscape's been cool because I've I've had the opportunity where I have fans now in England and yeah, that's cool. Australia. Yeah. And I've sent I've sent vinyl to New Zealand. Yeah, that's so cool. And like, yeah, there are only a few people, but they've or I've talked to a guy in Israel before, and that's he's so like, cool. he was like, man, your your songs are really resonating with with me, and like. And it was during like all this so turmoil. So when you when you talked to him, was it like through email, or did you actually get on? Like, yeah, he sent Skype me like a Facebook note. Okay, and I was just like, "Wow, that's so cool!" Like yeah. you know, the internet just being such a the place that it is. I know, isn't it weird? It's it, it's it is weird, weird and cool. Like it yeah, is it's just sort of like, is this real? Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, I just so stoked that through all the haze of Bandcamp and people putting out whatever, you know, people have found it. And yeah. I mean, I, I guess I, I'm such like a feeling guy. So like when I write a song, it's, it's like, it's got to feel right, mm-hmm. you know, and some people are very musical and. So yeah, maybe explain that a little bit. Like, so like, maybe let's unpack that when you write a song and it's got to feel right. What's sort of like, maybe what does that mean? Well, even you? like I, uh, I recently have started backing guitar for one of my coworkers you know, uh-huh. she's just like a country singer, and I strum chords and whatnot. And but I, it was so vivid to me. She she was like, "Let's move the capo up to here," and I, and I was just like, "Wow, I've never like played around with the key of my song that much." Like, uh huh. Like when I start writing it, it just like that's that's the key it should sure, be, and it yeah. sounds right. Right. Yeah. And you know, Jimi Hendrix did that a lot. All his songs are in E flat. Because mm-hmm. he he felt E flat was the most comfortable mm-hmm. key mm-hmm. to the ear, mm-hmm. and um, but I don't know. It just and you know songs are. I think maybe it was Bob Dylan or someone was like, you know, so, every song is kind of floating out there, and it's just a matter of like picking it at the right time. Yeah, I've heard stuff people talk like that before about the idea of like I don't really write songs; I just explore and discover them. Yeah, you know. Well, and. It, it's a, it's a little bit of both. Like, yeah. I songwriting to me is kind of a puzzle with myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I have songs that I've finished recently that I've been working on for two, three years, mm-hmm. or I have I have other songs that I've I've written in fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the song I I want to play for you on my my new album coming out was one of those. I actually wrote it. I wrote it like two weeks before we went in the studio. Oh, cool. Yeah. And it was like I just like I don't every morning I kinda have coffee and just strum the guitar and and this thing just kinda came out and I was like, Wow, that's pretty rad. I like that's that. That's cool. Yeah. And uh and so I showed the demo to my engineers I was working with and they're like, dude, that's great. Let's put that on the cool. record. Yeah. And it kinda needed, you know, like a slow blues and I I I guess one of the Inscape's more signature tracks is is Destiny or Ignorance that kinda slow six eight chunky blues uh-huh. and, yeah yeah and maybe that's one of the things that that's allowed me to stand out is keeping that old style 
You know, not yeah. a lot of guys are writing blueses. Sure. Or the young guys sure. are writing blueses. Yeah, yeah. It, and, you know, so when you hear it, it's like, it's it's almost refreshing, maybe. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. a way, I, that's cool. So okay, so that's might be good. That's a song that you uh-huh. you're think you, you're gonna play the recording on. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So that's kind of a good setup and a good segue to uh, maybe gear up to do that. So um, yeah, this. I mean, I'll I'll just my little side notes for the, this. So this record's really cool. Um, I'm I'm especially proud of it because I I played most of. The instrumentation on the uh-huh. record, uh, all the previous Inkscape albums, or I mean, the first release, uh, our seven-inch hypnotized. That was a full band. Uh, no expectations was a full band record, and then you know lineup changes happened, and, mm-hmm. and so my bass player and I have really been the only consistent members, and mm-hmm. we've been exploring just kind of just us two, like making music together. Mm-hmm. And, and um, so, yeah, this record was especially fun because I I had actually like, probably about a year year or so ago I I was actually done with the Inkscape. Okay. I was kind of fed up. Okay, I was frustrated and I I had broken up with myself. That's what I was okay. going around yeah. telling people. Yeah, yeah. Like I was I was going to write new songs and like rebrand everything. And, yeah. Um. You know, and then. Through, through like breaking up with myself came new inspiration. Sure, and I kind of just like wrote this record, and I was just kind of hanging out on it, not really knowing what to do. And I went and toured my buddy's studio. They just moved, and uh, you know we're just catching up. And he's like, "What you been up to?" And I was like, "Oh, you know, I've been writing a little bit." And showed him a demo, and and they were like, "Man, this is really cool. Like, mm-hmm. we should make a record." Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of excited. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we booked dates like a month later. Cool. And I called my bass player and I was like, hey, Robert, you want to make a record in like four weeks? <laughs> he was like, absolutely. And uh, we just kind of worked it out. We really built it in the studio. And I I made acoustic demos to a click track. And then we did bass and drums live mm-hmm. uh, to tape. Mm-hmm. Cool, and I wouldn't really call myself a, a drummer, but but I I pulled it off. I, cool. I was proud of myself, and it it actually sounds like a full band. <laughs> cool, that's awesome, man. Well, right on. That's awesome. Well, so why don't we uh, why don't we gear up to to like to play that cut yeah, on here? And uh, real quick, as we kind of transition into that, I'm going to do quickly um, some promotional items because I've kind of switched things around on the show where I'm not doing it at the top of the show, do it now. So um, I just wanted to take a moment to thank everybody again for being um, a listener, being subscribed. Um, And if this is your first episode, make sure that you do subscribe to The Modern Recordist in iTunes. And um, you can also check out episodes of The Modern Recordist on my website, johnstinson.com. Where I do, um, I, I blog on my website, and I, uh, I have a resource. Uh, I, I try to blog about a lot of just mostly like simple recording tips and um, and and creativity, thinking about creativity and things like that. And I've got a resource called Recording Drums One Hundred and One. And the idea with Recording Drums One Hundred and One is to just give quick, simple tips for recording drums that are, that really leave out a lot of the. It's about kind of like 
just getting up and 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 getting a good drum sound that's that's simple, but you don't think about a lot of the. You don't have to. I'm not saying waste time about talking about a lot of the. the it's great. Check it out of recording. Yeah. So yeah, you, oh, it inspired you, me. Oh, for, you check for it out. Oh, cool. Oh yeah. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, man. Very cool. Yeah. Thanks. That's good to know. So there you go. I've got a. I've got a, an endorsement right there. So check it out. Recording Drums 101 on my website, johnstinson.com. Uh, also, you can check out my album credits and that kind of stuff. If you're interested in making a record with me, hit my contact page. Let's talk about it. Uh, I want to give a shout out to J.D. Tyner, the main man behind Glass Onion Recording, the studio that I do most of my work out of, the studio that we record this podcast out of. Uh, it's a great vibey spot here in Nashville. Um, we have a cool selection of vintage analog gear, modern analog gear, digital gear, um, some instruments and amps hanging around. It's a cool spot. Check it out. Go to facebook.com slash glass onion rec and that's our our page like the page check out pictures drop us a line see what's going on also check out jdtiner.com for um just checking out what he's been up to and projects he's been working on his album credits hit him up about working with him or or any and all above and then uh finally parish who does the uh, handles their engineering responsibilities for the show um, Parrish, uh, plays bass in the band Ave that, uh, I recently earlier in the year actually did some, um, some mix work, uh, for them and they were on the show. So they're a great Nashville band. Check them out. Cool rock sound. Um, uh, Parrish is a engineer and producer in town as well. Uh, you can check him out at Jonathan Paul and, uh, check out villain place, which is a production company, record label, recording studio. They do lots of different types of media work, uh, video and branding and things like that. Parrish is involved in that along with some of the other guys in Ave. So you can check that out at villainplace.com. And finally, Again, I urge you to make sure that you're subscribed to The Modern Recordist in iTunes. Drop a uh, spend about 60 seconds. It's all it takes to give us a good rating and review on iTunes because that keeps us relevant, keeps us in the charts, spreads the word. Speaking of spreading the word, if you liked this episode, tell a friend or two. Yeah. So, uh, with that little little spiel, let's uh let's listen to uh, let's listen to cut off the new forthcoming. Is it forthcoming or it's forthcoming? Okay. This is it's not technically released okay, yet okay so uh, so yeah this is a little a little preview for you guys cool yeah I'm awesome ex- i'm excited this song is uh it's called back home cool shall we go okay. for it
awesome. And what was that track called? That was called Back Home. Cool. Yeah, man, that sounds killer. So that's, Thank you. that's on the new forthcoming yeah. record. Yeah, brand brand spanking new. Cool, man. That's exciting. Um, do you have a, is there like release date and all that set for it? And, and No. Okay, okay. Not yet. Okay. I, I've been tossing around a few ideas about how to release this material. Mm-hmm. And this this particular album I, I've made, I, I really want to do it right and treat yeah. it right. Yeah. And um, so I've been tossing around a few ideas about promotional ideas. And, you know, a, a lot of bands nowadays, it I just, I get the sense, you know, I mean, you see it all over the place. It's like, it's like, hey, our, our album's coming out. Our album's coming out. Yeah. Hey, did we mention our album's coming yeah, out? Yeah, yeah. This day, this day, the album's yeah. coming out. And then the day comes, and they have the release show, and the album's out. And then a week goes by, and everybody's like, who? Right, yeah, yeah. You're like, totally. Oh, man, yeah, they, they released that record last week. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you're like, you know, so I, I've been tossing around a few ideas and I've kind of maybe slowly. Sure. You know, eventually, <clears throat> later down the road, actually having a proper release. I'm, I'm working on a lot of music videos right now. Okay. Uh, vi- you know, in this day and age, it's like having a video or a visual element is so important. Yeah, yeah. And that's something I've never really done that much yet. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm really excited about it because these songs too, they they have a lot of imagery in them. I feel like, and so I've had I've had a good time like figuring out how to you know f- make some of these videos. And we've yeah. we've been having some fun. Cool. I, I have a couple guys I'm working with and. uh yeah, we were uh, we went out and filmed like this driving scene one night. Cool for for the that song actually okay. for back home. Okay, we were out we were out at Nanchez Trace at like two in the morning. Yeah, it's pitch black. Yeah. Like, and like the forest is just so alive. Yeah, that's that's so cool. It was yeah. wild. And, yeah, we're awesome. we're the only guys out yeah, there. at Two a.m. Cool. That's kind of scary. It but was kind of scary. But it's like yeah, it's like thrilling, scary kind of. Like, yeah, it I was love cool. That. I can't wait to see that. That, that sounds really. I'm awesome. excited. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. for it to come. So. It's probably about fall. I'm gonna. Okay. That's that's when I'm starting to like think about releasing stuff. Cool. You know, it, music. The music business takes. It, it can take so long. It's like yeah. You know, I'm trying to nail down a publicist. If there's any publicists out there that listen to that, <laughs> if if you like it, you can contact me. Yeah, do it. Um, but you know, nail down a publicist and really like do it right. Book some out of town shows. I'm. Yeah, I'm getting a live band together so we can yeah. play that. Yeah, yeah. And so, I kind of want to get all my ducks in a row, because in the past at the Inscape, I feel like I've never like I've always had to like play catch up with myself. Yeah, it's like we released the record and then the our drummer left, and it yeah. was like yeah, we never got the chance to right. really like. It's hard. Support it. Yeah, it's hard to spin a lot of those plates. Like when you're kind of the the one that that you got. There's a creative side. You could create the music and practice with the band, all that stuff. But then there's sort of then there's like running the business, running the business, yeah. and doing that end of it, and being like your own handler. And like, yeah, it's it's a it's a tricky it's a tricky space. It's 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 very empowering because of where we are right now with the internet and the tools that we have. Absolutely, like you can do that. But at the same time, it's 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 a skill. It's a skill, and it, it can it it's, is. It's, it's it's the tendency is to sort of because. 
me living the same thing, right? I've yeah. lived like exactly what you're describing. I've lived that experience. And and what I came away with, like, yes, it's possible you can do it. It's empowering. I'm very, I'm very celebratory of like these tools that we have that empower us. But it's also very easy to just spread yourself way too thin. Oh, on, God, on the whole, absolutely. On the, in that whole thing, you know? So it's, it's, I like what you're, and the idea of like, what you were talking about releasing and there's so yeah. much volume because there's so many people because it's the same thing because there's the tools that are that are empowering and there's a lot of um, people who are making music today and it's like mm-hmm. it, because of that it's created a situation where there's just a lot of volume happening all the time yeah and so it kind of you know it, it it made me think and I haven't really I haven't really had this epiphany but what you were saying kind of made me think that the 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 concept of, of a release might need to be sort of there there's needs to be some ingenuity into it just like because to just go like okay we're going to create a you, there's a formula right that's been that's been that's been used yeah. for the creating and then releasing and stuff but the landscape's kind of changed tools have evolved things there's been some evolution a- so attention spans or yeah goldfish so the, yeah exactly sized. so the <laughs> idea of thinking being very <sighs> intentional and thinking about well what's the best way to release this to yeah. set myself up to win? Maybe I need to just like to go through the motions of the standard issue kind of release. Maybe there's some, maybe I can put some ingenuity into this and rethink yeah. that. That's really cool. I like that. Well, and you, you brought up, you know, spreading yourself too thin. Mm-hmm. I, there's two, you, you kind of have to step back sometimes and be like, who, who do I want to be? You know, mm-hmm. do, do I want to be just the artist and songwriter and have, someone writing the emails for me right. or, or are you the type of person that really enjoys doing that and you can handle it mm-hmm. and you know I'm kind of 50 50 and uh-huh but it, at the end of the day I'd, I'd love to just be able to make music all right. the time yeah and but you know you gotta you gotta still get out there and you know write the emails yeah. and introduce and sure. shake some hands sure and, you know it's it's dirty work sure yeah <laughs> yeah um but it's it's all fun. You got yeah, to right. You have to that. keep it fun, right? You yeah. got to you got to have fun, and you you can't. Sometimes you know, and you know, there is like this level of I brought up earlier. You know, some of the garage rock bands. It's like who can care the least? Sure, the least. right? Yeah. It's like you know, there there is kind of this line of like you got to take yourself seriously, but sometimes you you got to not take yourself too seriously. Yeah. And, yeah. And just take a step back and have fun. Yeah. Um. I totally forgot where we were going. No, that's all it. good. So, okay. So, but on the, okay, let's, let's go down this path a little bit more. So on the theme and the idea of spreading yourself too thin mm-hmm. and, um, you know, you were kind of like talk, some of the touch points you just mentioned, but how do you, um, how do you deal with spreading yourself too thin? Like, you know, do you, what are some of the ways you kind of like maybe mitigate from that? And what are some I mean, of the ways that you like, what are some of the ways also kind of a follow up question two, two uh-huh. part question? You, um, how do you, how do you keep it fun for yourself and not take yourself too seriously? I, th- I think sometimes, sometimes you just got to like step away from it all. You, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, well, I'm, I'm just going to take a little break mm-hmm. from everything. Mm-hmm. And, and I think even, you know, this past year and a half that I actually quote unquote, you know, broke up with myself uh-huh. was a good thing because right. it, I, cause I was getting myself spread too thin and I was kind of digging myself this hole of like, you know, I, I got to get this record out. I got to mm-hmm. do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I kind of lost touch a little bit with like the art mm-hmm. of it, you know, and 
and the fun. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I kind of took that year off and now I'm back to, to doing all that again, sure. and, but I'm enjoying it. And I, it's, it's like, it's enriching and it's, yeah. it's so cool with, with this new stuff just to see like how people are, you know, interacting with it. And I, I did just a couple Instagram posts or something. And even some of the fans I had, you know, that liked the first album, they were like, Whoa, like, you're making something new. Like, yeah, cool. They got excited. Cool. That got me excited. Yeah, I was that's like, great. Yeah, cool. Cool. Okay. Um, but I, I, yeah, I think sometimes you just got to take a step away from it all. Um, you know, I don't know. Go take a walk or like, mm-hmm. or, or you know, don't get you because so, it's so easy to get wrapped up in it all. Like, mm-hmm. like oh, I gotta have this. I gotta get featured and I gotta do all this yeah. stuff and. And sometimes you just got to remember, like, every dog will have their day. Yeah. And, like, it's all going to be okay. Yeah. And, you know, like, just keep doing what you're doing. Like, right. Don't, don't be so hard on yourself. Like, I think every songwriter out there, you know, has this personality of them where they are very hard on themselves. Yeah. I, I am. Like, I, you're speaking to, You're speaking really... Like, we're we're our own worst critics. I actually this it, it's really timely that you bring that up because this last week was big for me in that realm. I was very I've been like yeah like yeah I I, I struggle with uh, I I'm getting I'm working out the daily sort of yeah allow myself to win yeah you know I, I've been having a couple of conversations with people lately about talking about that thing like dude I could literally achieve and conquer the world and then sit down and go. I didn't, I didn't do enough. I didn't, you uh-huh. know, just not allow myself, acknowledge myself yeah. that, I, that I like, you know, reach the goal, you yeah. know, and not let myself win. So yeah, that's a huge one for me. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, well, and, and like keeping it on perspective, like baby mm-hmm. steps, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. and I feel like a lot of these bands, you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to release the record and everything's going to go great. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's like, well, you know, maybe like baby steps. Like, okay, you made you made a great record, mm-hmm. and like now, now you're just trying to find the avenues that mm-hmm. that will really like it. And, and you know, it, in music, you got to be used to hearing the word no. <laughs> yeah, in life, you got to hear. You yeah, gotta, you know, like uh, people. Uh, some of the, some again, some conversations I've really recently been having is like, you know, a lot of times the conversation starts with no, yeah. and that's just that's just the way that's that the it, way is. it is. It's okay, you know. And I, I think being a musician, you have to have a certain level of stubbornness. Yeah. You know, but yeah. like like I said, you know, every, every dog will have their day. Mm-hmm. If, if you stick to it, you know, I mean, how many bands have we seen come and go in Nashville? It's yeah. like, uh, they're like, they're the, they're the next great thing. And yeah. then it's like, what happened to those guys? Yeah. And like, it's just, that's just the way the cookie crumbles. Right. And sure. It's all good. Yeah. You know, and then there's the, the people that just, they don't get caught up in all that. And I think one of my biggest inspirations just for music, and I, I really like the way he does things, is, is Anton Newcomb from the Brian Jonestown Massacre. Okay, yeah, cool. He's like, he's just, he's consistently been releasing music since, you know, the 90s. Yeah. And it's like, he's had his like peaks and valleys. But I think now he's just at the point where like, He's really just enjoying releasing material. Yeah, and yeah. He, he comes out with a new album like every couple of years. Yeah, I'm inspired by folks like that too. And yeah. it's so cool. Yeah. And he, he makes, he only presses like 5,000 copies. Yeah. 
So it's always awesome when you find one. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's super inspiring music. And yeah, I'm really inspired by that kind of lifestyle because it's 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 not about, you know, just it's just about the journey. Like people like that, really, the way that reason that they inspire me is because it makes because I'm really in, I'm like my kind of philosophy about just enjoy the journey, enjoy right now. Yeah, all we have is right now. We don't have the past. The past has already happened. Doesn't it only exists in here? The future only exists in here. It's not real. None of those things are real. The only thing that we have is right now and enjoy the journey. Um, some, something I came across recently was, um, uh, the good times are Mm -hmm. right now. These are the good times Yeah, right now. We're living the good life. And, and people like that, that just live this, you know, kind of reasonable, accomplished musician's life put out, they just they're in, it's it's it really it's a it's an example of somebody who's enjoying the journey their yeah. journey and it's not about any kind of like superficial status of winning a Grammy or charting on this chart or you know whatever the pomp and circumstance that tends to kind of happen and infiltrate yeah. just like entertainment yeah you know um and uh, and and those guys really are inspiring to me in that way because it's just they're just being authentically them. I, th- I think nowadays the the biggest goal for a lot of musicians is is just being able to be a musician. Yeah, you know, n- not having to have the day job. Yeah, um, and and then go out at night and play the gigs. And, yeah, and you know, ask off work to go on the tour. And, but even if like you do have the j- day job, if it's like here's my thing. Here's my yeah. thing. Have the day job or don't have the day job. Just have. Just make sure that you've designed and structured your life yeah. in a way that you're enjoying all those moments. And like, absolutely necessarily the J don't go like, unless like you, unless you want to run a food truck and flip hamburgers, yeah. don't go flip hamburgers just because I, I'm just, you know, this is what I've got to do to survive so that I can do music. No, you can do like, you can, you can do, you know, uh, there's so many things you, you can, can do, do whatever a, you want. Yeah. Woodworking business or like whatever. Yeah. It's like, you know, um, it, it, I have, I'm a great musician, but I also have this other yeah. thing, you know? And so like you can just make sure that you don't, don't, don't be a victim. Like no. own, yeah. own the moment and say, I, I, I'm empowered. I can, yeah. you know, maybe I can't make my full living off music, but you know what? I can make part of it off of music. I can make part of it off this other thing that I love to do. And now you designed a life doing 100% involved in things that you love to do. Absolutely. You know, I think that's really the key. And I've, I've, recently come to learn that myself mm-hmm. and just like you know you, you you just you decompress when you sort of have that epiphany like what am i doing like I, i'm not there's i can do more than, than you know i can do more things that i'm inspired to do and yeah. enjoy myself absolutely you know? it's just about it's about being happy and enjoying the journey yep you know? yeah that's what i'm super be, be here now yeah be here now yeah. yeah exactly that's it i've got a good close friend of mine um uh shout out to heather close friend of mine that um that says that to me a lot oh yeah yeah and i'll a lot of times we'll be like hanging out and walking around and uh and i'll say something like kind of like you know thinking like worrying or like whatever and she's just like be here now yeah and i'm like yeah you're totally right and it just immediately immediately just like realigns me into the moment Uh i'm just like cool i'm just gonna i can relax yeah i i think about the phrase uh no expectations a lot Mm -hmm. just Mm. I mean the first the, the first Inkscape record we made and like how we came up with just the idea of no expectations and even releasing a record where it was like well we don't really have any expectations about where it's going to go we're just yeah. making it. Yeah. 
And, yeah. But I, I think about that phrase a lot just because it's like, you know, just yeah. don't get ahead of yourself sure. or like, you know, just, just be happy. Just take it as it comes. Yeah. You know, live in the moment. Yeah, that's great. Hang out. So as a, all that stuff as applied to, because you just kind of touched on it just for a second, apply as it applies to making music, going to the studio, writing songs, that kind of stuff. Maybe, um, yeah. you know, like, and you can maybe use for, you know, you've touched on it a little bit, just the writing and recording process for this collection of songs that uh-huh. you're doing now. Maybe kind of unpack that a little bit and talk about that. Like, you know, what does it look like for you when you're like, okay, I'm going to begin working on some new material or something? Um, you know, what's your entry point? How does that work? How do you think about it? How do you approach that kind of stuff? Well, and, I always, when I write, I, I always kind of have an idea of what, how I want it to sound, mm-hmm. like what what things I want, and what I do a lot is I'll I'll demo. Okay, I have this little like Tascam eight track. Cool, and like, like a cassette. It's not thing? a it's like a digital okay, one. digital it's, thing. Okay, it's cool though. Yeah, I don't cool. know. Yeah, yeah. I I like working with stuff like that. Yeah, just because sometimes like staring at a computer like can really bog you down. Uh huh. Or like you know if. If you're working on your computer, or something, it's so easy to be like, oh, check Facebook for a minute. Sure, right. Yeah, yeah. But like if, if you're like on a little recorder thing, it's like that's all it can do. Yeah, it can't get email. Yeah, no, you yeah, can't right. check your email. Right, yeah, You got to awesome. make the music. Yeah. And like that's why I, you know, I'm such like a old soul in that way. It's yeah. like I love tape and, yeah, and yeah, all that. Yeah, But I, I demo a lot and uh-huh. it's like I'll I'll sit down, like I'll I'll record it just solo acoustic and then it's like, I'll take out my little drum set that I bought for a hundred dollars uh-huh. that is completely unimpressive, uh-huh. and and like just kind of tinker around and find a groove and yeah. like, and then build it from there. And okay, um, and then you can kind of you know just listen and be like, does that sound right? And does it feel right? Yeah. Does so it you need kinda, something. Yeah. Like, you kind of feel your way through it, and you yeah. just kind of like. Sort of apply that what was no expectations uh-huh. kind of yeah. mentality. Or sometimes I mean it's like my my bass player Robert, he he'll bring up some ideas that's like, what if we change this part? And it's so cool, you know, to bounce things like that off because you're like, Wow, I never thought of that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, you you get such an idea of like, well, this is how it needs to be. Yeah. And it's so refreshing to have someone just come out of nowhere and be like, you know, what if you change? What if you went into like change the time signature? And you're mm-hmm. like, wow, that op- totally opens up yeah. a door. Yeah, and transforms yeah. the song. It's like now it's like yeah. this is like it could be a new song. I mean, we did that with the bridge of of one of these new ones. It, I had I had written it one way and demoed it, and I I really liked it. I thought it was cool, and we we jammed it that way. And and then he was like, what if we just just like bear with me? You know, what if we totally just change it? And and we did, and we listened back, and it was just like wow. Like so, so you, so the, so like the the time signature changed just for the the bridge. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And this, I mean, this record was a lot of like figuring stuff out in the studio, mm-hmm. which I'd never really done. And I, like, I had my demos, and I knew I had like the kind of like infrastructure ready. Mm-hmm. So it was like okay, we can go in the studio and and bang out the tracks like I know need to be there. Mm-hmm. And then and then we just kind of listened back and went, well, what about... So like with Back Home, for example, um, we originally didn't have a Wurlitzer on it. Okay. And we were like, 
we're listening back and we're like, man, it sounds really cool, but it just, it's like, it's just missing something. Yeah. And so we're like looking around the studio, like Real Recording has a bunch of keyboards there. We're just kind of looking around. We were like, well, we haven't turned the Wurlitzer on yet. And we did it and we were like, that's that's it that's right cool. there. That's yeah. the sound. And yeah, we just cool. went with it and cool. made it. Cool, it was like, cool. Yeah, awesome. Man. So it was a little bit of like that studio magic, a little sure. bit. Sure. Yeah, I love that too. That's kind of, you know, it's like, I'm, a, I'm similar. Like, it's the idea of kind of going in and like, you know, I like to do a lot of pre production yeah. so that, and go into rehearsals and like hash things out and have Absolutely. a lot of discussions there. And so then when you go into the studio, you kind of like already worked out a whole lot of stuff. Totally. You bang out that stuff. And then, you know, and then you leave time for the, the studio yeah and you in the moment like okay now it's like overdub time what else what else could we do with this what could we do here yeah. we do that and you just sort of like you know let's come up with something you just like there so uh-huh. like the song the it's kind of constructed but then there's sort of like let's just come up with something like what to do like we don't have a plan let's just fire up the guitar fire up the world or uh-huh. fire up the b3 put a how about we get around a microphone with some vocals and do yeah you know whatever so well there's there's really two different kinds of music too you know i mean there there's studio music and then there's live music yeah. which happens on stage yeah i'm a i'm just a huge fan of the bands that you listen to their record and then you go see them and they're like so much heavier or just raw and you're yeah. like it gets you like excited again about yeah. why you like that yeah, band. Yeah. I like that. I like when I you love go, when that happens. It's two different sort of two different two different worlds. Yeah. And and so you don't it because it's like, well I've already got the record. I don't need to come out to the venue and pay money for that to just listen to the record. I could just stay home. Yeah. The, like, and I don't I know wanna, why there's I've seen bands that it's like they actually like just play the record. Yeah. Like they, there's that guitar riff. Yeah. They yeah. didn't even change it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like I mean it's cool but you want that kind of element of rawness. Yeah, take like, some risks. Like, don't, yeah. like I like the idea of some. You can see some musicians when you watch their what they do live. You can you get you know it's like they had they didn't really have any idea besides the general way that they were going to play the song because it's like yeah. you know there's a general structure to the song and the set list. Yeah. Outside of that, they just kind of winged it, and it's and every every performance is a little bit different. Every yeah. show is a little bit different. You know. I like the idea of some bands don't even really have a set list and they'll like play for like three hours. Uh-huh. Some bands, like I remember The Cure, I was they were one of my favorite bands and I was listening to or reading an interview about how like they because they'll play three hour shows. Yeah, it's cool, but they would like every every show would be different set lists yeah. or something. You know. It's yeah, cool. I mean it's I I guess it's a hot topic now. I can talk. You know, like uh, Tame Impala. Um, mm-hmm. I saw them at Psych Fest this year, and i I haven't really I haven't really listened to the new record enough yet. Um, but i I was I just I was standing there listening to them, and I'm like, man, it sounds too perfect. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, it was like uh-huh. everything was like right on. It was yeah. it was awesome. Uh-huh. It was immaculate. Uh-huh. But I was just kind of like, man, like you know, like mix it up a little bit, like change that vocal line a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was finally a moment where like. Kevin Parker like changed something. I was uh-huh. like, and then it opened my eyes. I was kind of like, okay, they are doing it live. It's not yeah. totally just like, who, because who knows, right? With some some bands, how yeah, many sometime. backing tracks they're oh, using? Oh yeah, sometimes or, you gotta wonder. Yeah, sometimes. And and they they deviated and they did like this spacey jam and and it was kind of like okay, that was 
that was really cool. And they yeah. played a lot of early stuff. And and I I don't want to say I'm salty, you know. It's like, but some of these psych rock bands, you know, they they have a great first album that like hits hard, and like then they start to deviate to more electronic or synthy uh-huh. or or poppy elements or mm-hmm. and sometimes you know i was stoked about tame impala's set at psych fest they they played a lot of the stuff off inner speaker uh-huh that kind of like defined them and yeah. i was stoked on that yeah. i was like that's cool man yeah. like because some bands or i've seen a lot of musicians like they don't they don't play old stuff mm-hmm. they like refuse to mm-hmm. they they will just they only play what's new and what's current on their mind yeah and they don't want to like revisit who knows maybe it opens up demons or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people feel like, you know, maybe a little bit sort of like, oh, I've moved past that. I've grown. To them, it feels like growth is a, as a, and then like the stuff that they that they started with me was like, I mean, that was like compared to where that I am That was like now. 20 years yeah, ago, it's man. Like, yeah. it's, not, it's not anything compared to the musician I am now. Totally. And, and uh, but, you know, other people like true fans don't, what way that we see it is, I remember where I was when I heard that. What yeah. it meant for me is like I want to go back to that place and be transported yeah. there, you know. So it's like this kind of like nostalgic thing. Yeah. Like, you know, so it's a different you know some some folks I think a lot I think there's a lot of musicians who um go through that. Like a lot of bands are just go like, man, I just I don't want to dig that stuff up. And like a lot of bands who are like maybe they've they're older now, you know. They're like in their fifties oh, and sixties, yeah. and they're and, and and they get to a place where they go, you know, I don't necessarily want to dig that stuff up, but, but I, I miss but it. I, I understand. Well, I understand what it's doing for my audience. Yeah, and I want to I want to take them there. Well, and um, I, I don't know. I I thought it was really cool. I don't know if you've listened to the new Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers record, uh, Hypnotic Eye. Uh, I have not heard. I, well, you know, uh, oh, maybe I can't remember. Dude, it's actually. killer. Like I've heard a cut off of it. It but, sounds yeah. like old petty it's it's really awesome like and i was just it was just kind of something like it was like man okay some of these guys you know they're kind of going back to like uh-huh. what made them them and and i think they're having fun with it yeah. like you could tell in the tom petty and heartbreakers record it's like they went in and they were they were like just rocking out yeah jamming cool. having some fun yeah, that's great and you listen to it it comes through and it's like yeah. there's some really cool songs on there yeah that's it's cool it's like wow that could have that could have been written 30 years ago. Yeah. You wouldn't even know. Yeah, that's cool. Like, I love new. that. I love that. So cool. Yeah, we are getting close to uh, close to time. We got I, a little I had a bit, feeling. We got a little feeling. bit more time left. No, we're but, good. Uh, so I want to, you know what I want to do? I want to I want to ask a more of a broad question. Sure. And, um, and see kind of where this leads us for the next couple of minutes. But, you know, it popped in my head to ask, um, uh, what is psychedelic music? What is psychedelic yeah. music? Like, I, okay, well, I mean, everyone's going to have a different answer. Sure, sure, of course, yeah. And some people will say, you know, psychedelic music is is drug music, or mm-hmm. it's like, to to me, um, something that is psychedelic in just the absolute most general of terms, it's something that moves the psyche. Mm-hmm. You can, it's that song that, you can close your eyes and it just takes you somewhere, mm-hmm. wherever. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be drenched in delays or reverbs mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and have the characteristics of what we know makes psychedelic music. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and even this newest record, I'm not. I'm not going to call it psychedelic rock. I'm. I'm. I'm going to brand it as surreal Americana. Okay. You know, 
it sounds a little different. And, sure. And in the past, you know, you tell people I'm in a psychedelic rock band, and, and they go, "Oh, you smoke pot." Yeah. Right. Right. And you do you do you do magic mushrooms and that yeah, kind of stuff. you take yeah. drugs, and yeah. it's like it's like not. No. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, maybe you yeah, know who yeah. knows. We're all. Yeah. Everyone has their yeah. their things, but but it's like it's not it's not about that. It's mm-hmm. it's about making music that can really like take you somewhere and move you and like transport you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you hear it and it can like just excite you. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, you know even like they were. A lot of critics were saying like Sturgill Simpson's new record has psychedelic elements, and it sure, does. Yeah, it's very spacey and like, mm-hmm. and, and it's so cool. And the lyric content, there's some, there's some. Definite, yeah, he's got some lyric. Yeah, yeah, things about it. Yeah, but, you know, it. I just, to me, to me, psychedelic music is is music that moves the psyche. Yeah, yeah, I, cool. That's that's really it. Cool. I, I mean, I think one of my all time favorite records and it could be considered psychedelic is is sid barrett's uh the madcap laughs um i mean it's not really like the pink floyd's first record piper at the gates of dawn Uh where it's you know there's delays and reverbs all over the place it's 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 a lot of him just in a room playing guitar like singing Mm -hmm, these mm -hmm, songs mm -hmm. but you can just hear like like almost like the internal torment he has and like almost how screwed up he is in some ways yeah. and like that just comes through and it's it's very psychedelic to me in that sense right on man uh, awesome well yeah killer man well yeah. you know thanks thanks again for being here Absolutely. and this is such an awesome discussion and i can't wait to have you back on like i feel like we could we yeah, could keep we talking could, we could do more of these and we will do more of these this is great i loved it um we'll, we'll have you back on and you know maybe um other bandmates come in and all that kind of stuff and absolutely um, so yeah man real quick um where can people follow up with you online and why you yeah while you give your plug sort of like plug your links and stuff i'm gonna move this mic because it dipped oh, yeah, down yeah, so yeah. yeah it's all good um so yeah you can find me at the inscape.com it's uh to spell it it's i-n-s-c-a-p-e uh the inscape.com um I'm on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, I my personal favorite social media outlet is Instagram. I think it's awesomely. It's cool I think it's great, yeah. and it's not in this day and age. It's not too personal <laughs> in yeah. some ways, yeah. you know. Uh, on Instagram, I'm I'm Con Jondit. C O H N J O N D I T. Awesome, and we'll have that all all that stuff linked up in the show notes. Awesome. Well, cool. He's gonna play a song to to to, to end the show and. Uh, and uh, stay subscribed in iTunes. Uh, drop us a rating and review. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it back uh, since I've, we've been playing so much so many new songs that you can't you can't yet buy <laughs> or uh, really go listen to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play an older one. This is off of um, the very first seven inch the Inscape did. And uh, when you go to theinscape.com, uh, it'll. It'll be the first little thing down there. It takes you to the band camp. And uh, this is a song called Flood.
this world is falling the ground Tell me why in hell You can't live your life in such fear And then it was a flood I washed everything away And then it was a flood I washed everything away I want you to know this oh, Why I can be so dismissed Tell me why, tell me why You can't 